so my name is Ingrid. I am married to a handful of a man who I love like crazy. He's awesome. Uh, he's a farmer, so that makes me a farmer too, which I'm still kind of getting used to because I grew up as a town kid. And um, yeah, so you'll see me in the barn sometimes with like a mask on and like a head covering thing to keep the hair dust out of my hair. And yeah, so you'll see me in the office doing all the farm bookkeeping. You'll see me in the garden, which is my passion. Not vegetables. I'm terrible at vegetables. <laughs> I like flowers, so I do flowers. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll find like picture after picture after picture of flowers. That's my thing. Um, so, so that's that's me. I've been leading small groups for most of my adult life in various different settings. Um, yeah, and so I've never been to like a seminary, Bible school, anything like that. I'm just one of you here. And um, when, after Jesus like ascended up into heaven and he said, I want you guys to hang out and wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Um, because when he comes, you're going to receive power. And you're going to be my witnesses. From And, and Alex has been talking about that from in, in Judea and in Samaria, I think, and in the rest of the world. Like, it's kind of a progression of, like, where you're going to be the witnesses. And, and so... Um, that happened, and like Alex shared a while, a couple Sundays ago, about like how all of a sudden there was like this big wind in the room. Everybody's hanging out and waiting, just like Jesus asked them to, hanging out and waiting. And um, and then all of a sudden they heard this like sound of a rushing wind, and like everybody heard it, and they were like, "What's that?" And then these little like this big flame. I don't know if it was a big flame or whatever, but it like it came down. And it was like divided, and it like went on everybody's head, which must have been kind of weird. Um, but then they all received the Holy Spirit, and they did receive power, and all of a sudden they were all witnessing to everybody around them. And, um, and so then, like, Jesus got in trouble with the religious leaders, right? Because he kept saying that it wasn't really about religion, right? It's, a, it's about the grace of God. It's about the love of God. It's about the acceptance of God. He accepts you and loves you. I haven't even looked at my notes yet. This is crazy. Anyway, um, and so that happened, and then the apostles, like, they got this empowerment from the Holy Spirit, and then they got in trouble, too, with the religious leaders. Surprise, surprise. And so then they, they started saying some stuff, and the religious leaders got kind of mad, but then they were like, they took note. There's this verse in one of the, I don't know where, I didn't write that down. Um, there's this verse that says that they took note that these were unschooled, ordinary men, and that these men had been with Jesus. And so I'm hoping that after we're done here, you're going to go, okay, that gal has been with Jesus. I hope that that's what you hear and see after listening to me. So um, we just sang this awesome song. And it's like, it's musically awesome, and it's like, but it's like, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty, right? 
And I very often find myself like in a, in a setting like this, like I think about what the words are saying when the, when the song's happening. It's not just songs, like it's not just music for me. I think about the words. And so then I think about that word holy. And I have a bit of trouble trying to figure out what that word actually means. Okay, you're holy. What does that mean? Like, in a lot of ways, it, it feels like, like he's unapproachable. And in the Old Testament, it was kind of like that. Like, there was this big cloud, and there was a mountain, and only one guy could go up there. Everybody else was supposed to stay back, because, right, he's unapproachable. And, and yet, that somehow doesn't seem right when, when I think about who Jesus was. So, and it certainly doesn't feel right when I think about what the world says and what religion says and what a lot of churches say about the word holy. So I'm going to talk about the word holy for a bit. And I'm going to whip these guys off here. All right. So depending on your background, does the word holy make you squirm a bit? What do you think about when you hear the word holy? Is there an image that comes to mind? I'll give you a second. Like I'm literal, like think about it. Like what, what image is coming to your mind? Are you attracted to holiness? Or is it a bad taste in your mouth? Is it a big, white-haired, long-bearded, scowling god on his throne? Angels all around, bowing and scraping. Tiny, frightened people hoping to avoid eye contact and possibly a lightning bolt. Is that holy? Is that where you come from? Is it no drinking, no smoking, no dancing, no fun? Is that where you come from? Is it Sunday best dresses and shoes and neckties and slick down hair? Seriously, what comes to mind? Is it prissy? Is it lame? Is it impossible? Is it about sin? Is it about shame? Is it priests and choir boys and all the horrible imagery associated with those two words? Is it getting beat back home for acting up in the back row after church? What about the term holier than thou? Do we like that term? Is that a pretty image? What about holy wars? That's the part of our history where we try to create a Christian nation by slaughtering those of a different faith. That's awesome, right? So some of us here are going, no, of course that's not what holiness is. But we cannot deny that for many, many people, that has been exactly it. The church, in a broad sense, has earned a well-deserved bad reputation. Last summer, here in this little town, 
I was in the grocery store. Um, I was at the till. And there was a conversation about, you know, wouldn't you like to come to church sometime? And, and this lady, like she said, I'd be struck by lightning if I ever darkened the door. And she meant that. Like the thought of it gave her fear. Have you been there? Is that where you come from? Where did she get that idea? I think a lot of us here and online, hey, are you, are you there online? I'm supposed to look right at the camera. Are you there? <laughs> I think a lot of us can identify with one of these definitions of these images of holiness. Our past experience with church and with church people has been an exercise of feeling not accepted, not enough, like an outsider, being judged, not being from the right family, side-eyed sneers sometimes, nose in the air, high above me, holier than thou, and rejection. Has that been your story? There are, though, churches and people in churches that just quietly go about their business of seeking justice, loving mercy, walking humbly with their God. They're feeding the poor. They're loving their neighbors. I was chatting with a woman a few weeks ago, and I heard her say about Linden Alliance something to the effect of the church I went to as a kid was just so, so strict. And I just... I couldn't. But here it's different, she said. Here it's okay. Here I'm okay. And I loved hearing that. I'm sad that relationship with Jesus has been so horribly misrepresented by so many people as just simply a long list of do's and don'ts with an angry God who's waiting to drop the hammer. Her statement, though, it's okay, I'm okay, it got me wondering. What is different about here compared to whatever church experience you and I have had in the past? What do we teach here and model here that makes people feel like they're safe? I hope you feel safe here. Are we an anything-goes church where holiness doesn't mean anything? There's a verse in 1 Peter that says, just as he who called you is holy, Jesus called us, just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. But what on earth does that mean? Is that whole long list of, like, if that's your... If that whole long list of things, that's where you're coming from, and then somebody says, be holy, what does that mean? So I will tell you what, um, what I've been thinking. I've been pondering. 
um, I went home after that conversation and I was like, God, what's, what's the deal? What is the difference? What's happening? And you can tell me what you think about this because I know what I want to say, but I don't always know what you hear because you're hearing it through whatever filter you have, right? Whatever history you have, whatever background you have. And so tell me what you think about this afterwards. Um, I wonder if what's different about here is that we operate on a different definition of holiness. I'll tell you what I mean by that. When we say that God is holy, we mean that God is perfect. He is without fault. He is 100% consistent, 100% just. He is all goodness and zero malice, zero deceit. He is light and in him is zero darkness, no darkness at all. He is not two-faced. He is not wishy-washy. He is not friendly to your face and then mean behind your back. He is holy. Is this the image that you have of God? When God chose to reveal himself to Moses, this is what he said about his, himself. I am gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Is that your image of holiness? When we sing that, word, that song, holy, 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 are we thinking about compassion and love and kindness and mercy? Jesus is holy. Jesus has been referred to as the spotless lamb of God without fault or blemish. He was without sin, period. No sin. Can you even imagine? Never slipped up. Never, ever just lost it. That's Jesus. So when Peter says, just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do, that's like, whew, <laughs> yikes, right? Um, how? And, and yet somehow, like even though he was holy, 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 he was called the friend of sinners. And people felt comfortable with him. All kinds of people. All kinds of people felt comfortable with him. He was approachable, right? He was interesting enough that he had crowds following him around all the time. He was not boring <laughs> at all, right? He wasn't whole, like nose in the air, for sure, because who wants to hang around with nose in the air? Nobody, right? Um, okay, so do you know who else is holy? The Holy Spirit. It's right there in his name. <laughs> um, some people call him the Holy Ghost, but ghost has all these weird associations with dead people and spooky things. Jesus is alive, so I prefer, it's not wrong to call him the Holy Ghost, but I prefer to call him the Holy Spirit. 
Sometimes we get all hung up on weird imagery associated with him, but here's how I understand it. When we accept Jesus into our hearts, as we like to say, or when we put our faith in Jesus and accept him as our savior, he doesn't toss his tiny little manger up inside here somewhere under my rib cage and shrink himself down to live inside of me. He sends his spirit somehow to mysteriously indwell me and you. Whatever that means. Can't see it. Um, the Bible doesn't say that the Holy Spirit only exists out there somewhere, but that he somehow also lives in me and in you. Jesus said about the Holy Spirit that it was better for us if he went up to heaven so that he could send his spirit to live inside each one of us. Jesus, when he was on earth, was, like we are, fixed in time and space. He was in a specific place at a specific time. He was not in two places at once. His spirit, however, can be in a billion different people across the globe at the same time. So in essence, because of the spirit, we have now, we have Jesus now closer to us than he ever was when he lived on the earth. We have holiness living, living right inside of us. Is that cool? So let's get back to the definition, though, the definition that I think and I hope that maybe we use here in Linden Alliance. Do we have a verse up there? Um, we were going to have the Galatians 5, 22 up there. Did you get that done? It's up there now? Oh, it's not on there. Okay. Okay, yeah, okay. So the fruit of the Holy Spirit is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I believe that somehow or another this is our definition of what holy looks like. Let me say that again. Holiness doesn't look like a long list of do's and don'ts. But it rather looks like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That's quite a different image than all those things that I mentioned at the beginning, isn't it? Completely different. So let's talk about this a little bit more. Our motto, Peter, you didn't say it this morning. You had the chance, but you didn't. You, <laughs> you did have the chance. Our motto and our catchphrase and our mission statement and our shtick here, who remembers shtick from 
years ago. Is anybody? Yes. Yeah. That's Peter's thing. Our shtick here at Linden Alliance is love God, love people. Simple, right? But have you tried loving people? <laughs> right? Like, oh my goodness, like all people? Really? Uh, like people on the other side of the issue of the day? People who hold radically different views than yours? People who disrespect you, call you names? People who cheat you? All people? <laughs> Have you tried it? Hard, if we're honest, right? Maybe possibly impossible? So we can say that it's our shtick and totally blow it, like every day. I blow it regularly. What about love God? Is that one easy? It can seem impossible too if our image of God is similar to our image of holy, which is white robes, big stick, right? How are you gonna love that? How are you gonna love him? if he's so unapproachable and unknowable and unkind, unfriendly, uh, impatient, right? So the Bible says, though, that the Lord is gracious and compassionate, abounding in love. So maybe we have to reframe our image of him. So our mission here is to love God and love people, and we've blown it on both accounts, pretty regularly, if we are honest. But here in Galatians, it says that the fruit of the Spirit is love. Like, big love. Like, Jesus love. Get down and wash your feet. Can you wash the feet of the person that's, even the person that's next to you? let alone the person that's across from you. Um, Jesus love like not going to cast any stones. That kind of love. Even behind their back, I'm not going to cast any stones. Oof. <laughs> I do that. I cast stones behind people's back. Not proud of it. Wish I didn't. Are you tired of faking it? Are you tired of trying? Are you just plain tired? Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. Learn from me because I am gentle and humble of heart. So what do I need if I find that I can't love or that I'm having trouble loving God and loving people? I need more spirit. Right? Can I get an amen? I need more spirit. Lucky for me, Jesus says he will give the spirit to anyone who asks. Free. No conditions. You ask, I give. So, what does holy look like? You can say it with me now. You can read it off the screen. 
It looks like love, it looks like joy, it looks like peace. Who doesn't want these things? Who doesn't want to have to be more loving? Who doesn't want to have more joy? Who doesn't want to actually live in peace? God's been hard in this day and age. Hey, there's been a lot going on. We are exposed to a lot of media, a lot of stuff that it just doesn't come from peace, right? Who doesn't want to actually live in peace with God? Can you imagine having peace with God? Do you have peace with God? I hope a bunch of us do. I hope a bunch of us do. Because that's what Jesus came to give us, is peace with God, right? What about peace with others? What is your home life like? Is it peaceful? What is your work life like? Is it peaceful? What about peace with your past? Give that a minute. What does peace with your past look like? Can you, like, ditch the shame because you're at peace with your past? What a beautiful idea, hey? What a thought. Um, what does peace with my past look like? How about peace with our future? Peace without the nasty voices, without the fear. Oh, oh I'm out of time. I'm not, I'm not done. Oh, boy. I just say really fast. Can I say it really fast? Alec, can I say it really fast? Okay. Whew, I'm scared. Um, okay. So, peace from our past, with our past, or with our future. That'd be great. Okay, so Ephesians 5.18 says, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, jump in. Stay in. Access and depend on the gift that God has freely given you. Do I need the Holy Spirit? You bet I do. All day, every day. I've heard a couple of good analogies regarding the filling of the Spirit. The first one uses the image of a furnace. I'm going to start talking faster now. <laughs> the Bible teaches that all who have invited Jesus to be their Savior receive the Holy Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing our place in God's family. A deposit guaranteeing. The analogy then pictures this deposit as the pilot light. Okay, in your furnace. It's always there. It's always ready. It is alive, so to speak, this deposit. But it doesn't produce any real heat. Does that make sense? Your experience with furnaces, yeah? You don't like sit around your pilot light? get warm. So the analogy goes that when we are filled with the Spirit, that furnace kicks in, the fire gets big, and it has an effect on everybody around it. So the pilot light is great, and it's necessary, but it's not super helpful for making an impact for keeping people warm, right? If I want to be warm and be effective, I need a bigger fire, and I get that by humbling myself, by admitting weakness, by asking the Spirit to fill me. 
The second analogy is of a pitcher of water. This pitcher is a little bit wonky because it has holes all over it. Everywhere except the very bottom, like the bottom inch or so, right? So this pitcher is never all the way empty, but the only way to keep it all the way full is to keep it under the water source. Does that make sense? Because when I am full of the Holy Spirit, the fruit, that love, joy, peace, all that long list, it gets poured out and it leaks all over everyone. Right? Putting gas in your car is another analogy and that's just plain because it's so much easier than pushing. Agreed? Yeah. So back in Galatians, the writer says, if if, if, if we live by the Holy Spirit, if, if, if we pay attention to, listen to, and access the resources of the Holy Spirit, we will not gratify the desires of our sinful nature. We will not. And then he lists all the things that get us into trouble, and we know what gets us into trouble, right? So here's what I know about fruit. We're talking about the fruit of the Spirit is that it grows. It doesn't appear in a blinding flash of light, unfortunately. It grows. It starts out as a tiny little flower. It grows, grows some more, gets ripe. It takes time. So now we're back to that. It's okay. I am okay. You are okay if this fruit takes time. Be ready for that stay in he's already there but be filled again and again and again and again and again breathe him in breathe him out until that fruit of the Holy Spirit is also the fruit of your life Jesus taught that if we remain in him we would bear much fruit and I used to think that I would bear all of this fruit and then I would give it to him nice big basket at his throne. Here you go, look what I did. But that's not at all what I think anymore. I think we give it to the world. I think we give that fruit to our neighbors. I think we give it to our families. What would happen in your family if this was your life? Imagine it for a minute. Tell Jesus that you really really want that. So maybe that's what's different about us. Maybe it's not about a bunch of rules. Maybe it's about life, abundant life, a way better life. I've asked these guys who've been waiting very patiently, thank you, to play the song, All Who Are Thirsty which is an old song, but I don't think we've done it here for a while, so it might feel new. Um, And it's basically an invitation to invite the Holy Spirit in to ask for a bigger flame. And if you would like, come up here to the front while we're playing the song. And somebody, me, whoever, will pray with you. Or if you'd like, we'll just give you space, whatever. But 
take a time. If you're tired, if you're wondering where's all the life, where's all the power, where's all the joy, come up here. We'll pray for you. And that's it. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks for listening.